0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. the poster said? See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And we are live with the Standing Room Spartans podcast. Your host, Kevin Parker, your co-host, Scott Martin here On a championship weekend picks podcast, but that does not mean that MSU is completely excluded from this podcast. Obviously, as a Michigan State podcast, we do have some Michigan State news to talk about here, so we'll get to that. And we will make our picks for the entire 10 game slate of championship weekend, group of five, power five. We'll rattle through the group of five first for those of you who don't really care, and then we'll get to the big boys in the power five. This is for all the marbles here. I currently have a one game lead, the slimmest of margins here, uh, which given a 10 game slate that pretty much gets thrown out the window. So really curious where we go here, making these picks against the spread. Uh, And just a reminder for everybody listening that we will be going through all of bowl season. We will be going through all of the off season just because Michigan state's final regular season game has been played does not mean we are anywhere near finished We'll be going 365 days a year with this thing. So with that out of the way, Scott, first of all, how you doing? And second of all, if you want to uh, get into our MSU news here.
1: It's championship weekend, not just for these 20 football teams around the country, but for you and I as well. Uh, if you think the draw of potentially making the college football playoff or staking your last claim on the Heisman trophy or whatever else they're playing for this Saturday. If you think that's important to those players that pales in comparison to you and I trying to win $50 of Michigan state merchandise of the other ones choosing. So there is a lot riding on this weekend and I'm excited to win it.
0: Yeah, Um, we'll see about that. I think I might have something to say, but we'll, we'll get into those picks.
1: So as you said, you've got a one point lead, technically a two game lead, but we don't care about that. Um, I'm going to have to make up for it, but before then some honors. So we went through the all big 10 defense on Wednesday and we have the offense here. So uh, real quick, I'll rattle through the Michigan state honorees. Um, First and foremost, Kenneth Walker, Running back of the year, the Amiche Dane running back of the year. I don't know if I said Allen's last name correctly, but I know I got Ron Dane right. Uh, Notably, C.J. Stroud winning the offensive player of the year. Um, I think everybody listening is probably on the same page with that one. They picked the team before they picked the player. Kenneth Walker is the best individual performer in the country, certainly in the conference this year um but to continue on here Kenneth Walker first team on both lists uh Jaden Reed third team on both lists as a wide receiver um that was it in terms of the actual first three teams honorable mentions from the coaches Matt Allen Connor Hayward Jarrett Horst Kevin Jarvis Peyton Thorne and in the media Matt Allen AJR Curry Blake Buter, JD DuPlain, Connor Hayward, Jarrett Horse, Kevin Jarvis, our entire offensive line. Uh, Jalen Naylor and Peyton Thorne. My only gripe here, other than Kenneth Walker not winning offensive player of the year, is that Cade McNamara was third team quarterback on both lists and Peyton Thorne was an honorable mention. We went over this a little bit on Wednesday on whether we thought he should be on one of those lists or not. And he should. I mean, Cade McNamara has been a fine quarterback this year, but Peyton Thorne's been better so that's really all there is to it for me
0: yeah I don't like I'm not mad about it It, you have the quarterback of the team that won the Big Ten East you know you just kind of slip him into the third team like that's just gonna happen it is what it is do I think Peyton Thorne is almost clearly objectively the better quarterback yes does he have the better stats yes am I surprised in the media doing the easy thing and taking the easy way out and being lazy? No, I'm not surprised. Cause that's well, college football media and the coaches, like we've talked about it before with like coaches polls. If you think the coaches are putting that much time into these lists and, and awards, then you're kidding yourself. They, they barely have enough time in the day to, to put the game plan together to make their recruiting calls, to, to have their meetings uh, with the assistant coaches to meetings. with They don't have time to care about this stuff. So I don't know. I, I don't really get too bent out of shape in award season when our guy gets snubbed or our guy wins. I try to, you know, keep it kind of even keeled because I know how the process goes and it is what it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, Peyton Thorne, 10 more touchdowns. Uh, I'm not letting this go yet. 10 more touchdowns, almost 600 more (laughs) yards through the air, a few more picks, but he also threw the ball 50 more times, 55 more times, higher passer rating, uh, same amount of wins, beat him head to head. Um, It's lame, but like you said, I don't really have the emotional bandwidth to uh, get too bent out of shape around postseason awards. At the end of the day, it's nice to have, but I'd rather have Paul Bunyan and not an All-Big Ten third-team quarterback. So it the is trophy, what it is. The and
0: trophies that matter are already in the trophy case. Paul Bunyan, the old brass platoon, and the beautiful land-grant trophy are are residing in the Scandalera Center.
1: On that note, if we find ourselves playing Notre Dame in, say, the Fiesta Bowl um, – do you put the megaphone trophy on
0: the line? You have to, right? Like, I mean, it's a game between Notre Dame and Michigan state. Like you have to put I the megaphone so. on the line. And if, I if don't they why, don't want to put it on the line, they're cowards. That's it's as I simple don't, as that. Don't see why a bowl game would mean
1: less than a non-conference game early in the season. So I agree. Uh, I just don't know if we've ever had a trophy game bowl game so I don't know what, I don't if know there's if anybody, like
0: I would have to do some digging. If like, if that ever happens, that would be really interesting. Cause then you'd have two trophies on the field, which would be really fun. <laughs> I hope we can see that for the sake of something
1: new. And because Notre Dame would be a great opponent to play in a bowl game. Um, but that's all I got Kevin for the all big 10. I know we've got a little bit, a little something for the fans. And then we're going to get into our picks here.
0: Yeah, so conference championship weekend is a great time to get in with DraftKings. They are not only the best college sports book in the business from my professional opinion, uh but they're also an official sports betting partner of the NFL. So with college football winding down, make sure that you get in on uh the rest of the NFL action which has uh a few weeks to go here before the playoffs. So it is uh a no-brainer here, really. You will get a special offer from DraftKings if you use our promo code. Stay tuned for that. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If the sports book isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings daily fantasy sports contest. DraftKings is giving away... New customers, a free shot at millions of dollars in total cash prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN for the Pigskin Podcast Network, of which we are a proud member. Bet $1 on any team to score, and you win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. <sighs> Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Scott, let's get to the picks.
1: All right, so we're going to rifle through, in the interest of time, we're going to rifle through the group of five championships, maybe spend a little more time on the AAC, since there's actually some national um, stakes on the line there so let's get right into it Friday night on CBS Sports Network the game you've all been waiting for down in San Antonio Western Kentucky taking on traveling to this is one of the on-campus conference championships traveling to number 22 UTSA and Western Kentucky is a three-point favorite we've seen Bailey Zappi in person and he's got almost 5,000 passing yards. I think he needs like 110, 111, if, if my memory Probably serves get that me in correctly. The first quarter. Yeah, so Bailey Zappi going for the 5,000 yard. I saw a tweet that said he's putting up uh, Joe Burrow numbers, which technically. He's kind of close, but I thought it was a little bit disingenuous. But anyway, (laughs) uh, Bailey Zappi, I think he's got 52 touchdowns on the year already. So setting records, I'm sure.
0: That's not Joe Burrow numbers. That's like Patrick Mahomes, 16 game schedule numbers.
1: (laughs) That's Bailey Zappi numbers, baby. So I said, we're going to rifle through this. We're already sidetracked, but uh, Western Kentucky, three point favorite against UTSA. Kevin on the road. What do you think?
0: Meep, meep. I got the Roadrunners here. They are eleven and one. They beat Western Kentucky earlier in this year in a fifty-two to forty-six game on on October the eight, the ninth. the The thing I'll note here is that UTSA they're coming off of a loss, but in that game they had three first half fumbles that were all recovered by North Texas and all punched in for touchdowns. So that's just a fluke game that got away from them early. They should be undefeated. They are the better team. Give me the road runners here at home, getting points, the better team. Come on. All right. I apologize.
1: I wrote this up earlier in the week. UTSA is not ranked anymore. This is what I get. This is my punishment for being proactive. They always teach you to be proactive. It never works. It always comes back to bite. You don't do it, kids. Um,
0: Unranked Western Kentucky
1: against unranked UTSA to win their conference. And they already lost once. It's hard to beat the same team twice. UTSA playing all year to get that undefeated season. It's now out of their grasp. I think they're going to be down about it. I think they're going to be down bad. I think Western Kentucky goes on the road, covers three points, and gets out with the coveted Conference USA trophy, whatever their trophy's called. All right. uh, Skipping the Pac-12. For now, the Big 12. We're going to Detroit. Noon on Saturday on ESPN. Maybe the most exciting conference championship year in and year out. The one certainly the most people watch. I'm being very sarcastic this morning. Kent State and the fighting Rocky Lombardis of NIU. Kent State is currently a three and a half point favorite.
0: Kevin, can the blonde hair get it done? We got something like 54% of our audience is in the state of Michigan. And if you're interested, you can get into this game for $7 at Ford field. So you're going to pay more for parking than you are for the ticket to the game. But if you're interested, you can head on down to Ford field, Rocky Lombardi dealing with an injury. Uh, We'll see. I'm sure he'll suit up knowing Rocky. He's not a guy who's, who's going to let an injury, keep him out of this game. This is, I'm calling it the George Costanza game. Like You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. This is like a 75 point over under. And I got the golden flashes here to cover a three and a half point spread. Dustin crumb, the quarterback for Kent state is a really fun player. If you're watching this game, keep out, keep an eye out for him. Give me the golden flashes of Kent state. All right. I'm going on a motion this whole
1: weekend. It's what got me to my early lead this season. And I started overthinking things again. I like NIU. I like Rocky Lombardi. Uh, the Mac is chaos. It's always a coin flip. I didn't even know he was injured. I don't care. He's going to play the game of his life. Uh, give me the Huskies, uh, to at least cover three and a half, but I think they'll win. So moving on to out West Carson, uh, California, the, in the Dignity
0: Health Sports Park. The famed Dignity, Dignity Health you. Sports Park.
1: The center of the college football universe. Uh, this one's also Saturday at 3 o'clock on Fox, the Mountain West Championship. Utah State taking on San Diego State. San Diego State is a 6-point favorite in this one and also ranked 19th at 11-1 and one this year. So, Kevin, um, first of all, it was amazing that Utah State found their way into a conference championship. I didn't realize they were having that kind of season, but do you think they have a chance against, uh, San Diego state, the Aztecs
0: keeping this one simple. Aztecs have a top 10 defense in the country by basically every statistical measure. Give me the Aztecs, the better team, the better defense, uh, basically playing a home game here. Give me the Aztecs minus six.
1: Yeah, same. I like them to, to cover this one. They're Far and away the best team in their conference. I think six points is not going to be a problem for them. Give me the Aztecs. Um, One of the up-and-coming conferences lately, Uh, we've got the Sunbelt, who surprisingly does not have Coastal Carolina in their conference championship. I think at the beginning of the year, that was probably an expectation. But we've got the Appalachian State Mountaineers traveling down to Lafayette, Louisiana to take on the University of Louisiana Lafayette. On their campus, again, another one of those on-campus uh, conference championships. The Ragin' Cajuns are currently number 24 in the college football playoff rankings at 11 and one. Kevin Mountaineers getting it done in the Bayou.
0: Yeah, so I this one's interesting because Louisiana's head coach Billy Napier has taken the Florida Gators head coaching job, and he is going to be coaching in this game. So you can take this one of two ways that, you know, Louisiana's going to win one for the Gipper and, you know, send him out on the, on a high note, because I do think his players, you know, they're, they're smart. They understand that he's going from Louisiana to Florida. This isn't Brian Kelly ditching Notre Dame, right? I think the players understand what's going on here and he is finishing out the season, but I did read some quotes that like, you know, he said, why I'm a hundred percent focused on beating Appalachian state this week. But then he also said when he's finished with his prep for the day that at night, he's going to be making phone calls, trying to get his staff together at Florida, calling recruits like you can't have it both ways. And I think if one side of this equation is going to be neglected a little bit, it's probably prepping for this game. Um, so just an edge there, if I'm looking for one, cause they're pretty even teams I will go with app state going down to Cajun field and pulling out a victory and a cover.
1: Yeah. I like Appalachian state as well. Uh, it's tough look for uh, Louisiana. Like you said, I think everybody in the program understands the move, right? They understand where they're at, their up and coming Sunbelt team and Florida is an established, uh, college football power. So, um, I don't think there's going to be too many hurt feelings, but at the end of the day, it's tough to, uh, to rally the troops and circle the wagons when you're on your way out. So I like the Mountaineers to get it done. Uh, the last and the probably most important, certainly most important of the group of five championships and a group of five championship featuring two ranked teams. We've got number 21 Houston traveling up to Nippert Stadium to take on number four, Cincinnati. Cincinnati trying to obviously cement their undefeated, second straight undefeated regular season in conference championship to hopefully punch their ticket to the college football playoff. A lot has been playing into this for years with a good group of five teams. Houston is no slouch at 11 and one. Cincinnati beat Houston. That is their, Houston's only loss this season traveling up to the Midwest to play in mid-December. I haven't checked what the weather's going to be like, but I do believe it's an outdoor stadium. Uh, Kevin, Luke Fickle, maybe he'll be there next year. Maybe he won't, but he will be there for this game. And it's certainly an important one for them. Do you think Cincinnati has the guts to hold on for one last game and punch their ticket and cover
0: a 10 and a half point spread? It's going to be 54 and sunny on Saturday in Cincinnati. So nothing, nothing to worry about really as, as the Houston fans going up, they're a little chilly for the Houston people, but nothing to worry about. Um, I think it's, it's pretty simple here. Cincinnati's on a mission. And while Houston, you know, you could say there's a, there's an element of like trying to spoil the season for their conference foes. Uh, I think Cincinnati's on a mission, and with all of the coaching news going on all around the country, Luke Fickle has pretty had stayed true to his word that he's staying at Cincinnati because he believes he can build something there. And I think the players will recognize that and see Brian Kelly leaving in the middle of the night and and giving a two minute address and and heading out, and Lincoln Riley heading out for greener pastures, and their guy. Who they know are is getting offers from Oklahoma, from Notre Dame. They know that people are talking to him and he's committed to his team. At least that's how he's gonna sell it. Uh so give me Cincinnati here. They're just on a mission. And I think that ten and a half. If you told me this spread was 14, I'd probably take that too. And it's nothing against Houston, it's just a pure Cincinnati pick.
1: Kevin, you gotta start correcting me when I'm just spouting. BS uh Houston and Cincinnati have not played this year so it was Cincinnati was not Houston's only loss this year they haven't seen each other uh Houston lost in week 1 i think i, gonna, I wrote down, down that Houston Texas is on an Tech. 11
0: game win streak but i'm going old school paper and pen notes here so i don't have the schedule in front of me
1: yes they lost to Texas Tech week 1 38 to 21 uh i like Houston's ability to score I mean they've they've had some serious outputs a lot of games in the 40s couple of, broke 50 uh and some serious blowouts they've only really had a couple three close games this year East Carolina went to overtime SMU was a touchdown win and Navy was an eight point win um I like Houston to cover I like Cincinnati to win um I hate picking different teams to cover and win, but there's a big enough line here at 10 and a half. I think Cincinnati might come out a little tight. There's a lot on the line. This is the biggest game of these kids careers so far in terms of what's on the line against one of the better teams they see every year. Um, I think Cincinnati gets it done. I think they come out a little flat. Wouldn't be surprised if they, if Cincinnati blows them out, I just have a feeling that Houston will come to play and it'll be a close game either way I think as long as Cincinnati wins this one uh, they don't damage their hopes Houston is like I said ranked pretty highly I mean they're ranked 21 so certainly beating the 21st ranked team in the country by one point is enough to uh, add to their resume improve it and make sure they stay in that top four so winning you're in for Cincinnati but I like Houston to cover the spread. So that is our group of five picks and now the, the big ones here. First one that doesn't really matter from a playoff perspective, but certainly on the West coast matters for a lot of folks and is a rematch. I'm positive of this one. Uh, <laughs> the PAC 12 championship Friday, eight o'clock on ABC in that beautiful new Las Vegas spaceship they've got out there in the desert. Um, we've got number 10, Oregon taking on number 17. Utah, Oregon has two losses. Utah has three. Utah beat Oregon earlier this season. Uh, the current line is Utah by two and a half. So maybe that's because Utah already beat them. Maybe that's because Utah has been playing a little bit better down the stretch. But either way, Kevin,
0: uh, almost to pick them. Who do you think? Yeah. You told me to correct you when you say something wrong. So I will, uh, Utah didn't beat Oregon this year. Utah hammered Oregon this year. It was not a competition. Um, but with that scared me, I
1: thought I got it wrong (laughs) again.
0: Jeez. No, I'm going the other way here. I think that was one of those games that just got away from them early. And I think Oregon's got revenge on their mind. I think they know that that, I think both teams know that that wasn't a 31 point difference between these two teams, but I mean, Utah's on a five game winning streak, including that game. They're no slouch, but I think Oregon just across the board is still the better roster. It's the better team. And if they get the run game going early, this this game is going to turn out completely different. On top of that, have you seen the cleats that Oregon is rolling out this week? They my are favorite
1: I have ever seen.
0: Incredible. And that's the old adage by Deion Sanders. Look good. Feel good. Play good. Uh, Oregon is going to be looking good. So as long as, as that, you know, old adage stays true, uh, Oregon will play good as well. Give me Oregon here uh, to, to, to avenge their loss earlier in this year and uh, probably pull the outright win, but at least keep this one really, really close.
1: All right. I like Utah. We got a lot to disagree on here, Kevin. So we're certainly going to be have a, a one. champion uh, or we'll just split and I'll win one more <laughs> yeah, than you and out, sure. we'll have a tie, but either way, we'll we'll have an exciting Friday and Saturday. I like the Utes to uh, to keep it going in the desert to, I don't know if they've won a PAC 12 championship. I, they had that great team a couple of years ago, um, but I think they're going to win if they have one, one, I think they're going to win another one the producers. Um, on. I think that will cover the two and a half points. I would never bet them to hit right in the middle there um, under two and a half, but yeah, give me the Utes to uh, take care of business again. I think obviously they have a good game plan for Oregon and I Utah think they...
0: has never won a PAC 12 championship. They, oh, there won you go. A, they won a handful of PAC 12 South division championships, but they've never won the whole thing.
1: All right. So for all the marbles for you to uh, do something their business Friday night, and onto the Saturday slate at noon, taking on the same slot as the MAC Championship. Don't know how many viewers they're going to be able to pry away from the action, but uh, the Big Twelve Championship Saturday at noon on ABC. This one's in Arlington in Jerry World. Uh, or maybe it's in that new baseball stadium since that's the new cool thing to play football in baseball God. stadiums, but it is in Arlington. Uh, number, I don't have the latest, hang on. Number nine, Baylor taking on number five, Oklahoma state, Oklahoma state, obviously coming off the big win in Bedlam against Oklahoma. The only big 12 team that really has a chance to sneak in the back door of the playoff. If there's some chaos ahead of them. Um. Current line here, five and a half points, Oklahoma state, the favorite Kevin, what do you think about that big 12?
0: Yeah. Jerry world, the stadium, we know well, the stadium we drove through bum effing nowhere for 17 hours to get down to back, uh, six years ago. And, uh, I, I like Baylor here. I just, I get a nice feeling about this Baylor team. There's something about them when you're watching them that just gives you good vibes, They lost earlier in this year to Oklahoma state, but they are six and one since that game. And they've just been rolling. And I think Dave Aranda's got something going there. I think they're going to play spoiler here. I put a little money line bet on this one as well for Baylor to win it outright. I just, the whole thing for me is I watch this Oklahoma state team and I don't see a college football playoff team. And just, I think maybe that, clouds my vision for this game because that's not what it's all about but I just I can't see Oklahoma State being in the playoff and so I'll take Baylor just because of that that simple fact Um, also I I do think there is something to Oklahoma State coming off of an absolute insane bedlam game come from behind special team stuff like is a really emotional game. And I'm not saying any kind of letdown you're in a conference championship game. Of course, there's not going to be a letdown, uh, but there is some kind of emotional wear and tear on you after a game like that. So I like Baylor in this one to at least keep it closer than the number, if not win it outright.
1: Yep. I had the same notes. I was going to cover the same things. I like Baylor as well. I think Baylor, just a quick side note is, uh, Probably up there with with Michigan and Michigan State in terms of the best two sport universities in the country mm-hmm. over the last five years. They've been great, obviously coming off a basketball national championship. Um they're right back to it this year. And uh their football team maybe hasn't been in a national championship. And uh yeah, shout out to the Bears. Um, of course they've gone through a little bit of a scandal themselves down there, but uh nonetheless. They're in the top 10 they've, again, fight like for... low key.
0: They've rebounded from that very quickly. <laughs> very <laughs> so, quickly. People don't even talk about that anymore. And the football program got right back on track. So I, I mean, I guess props to them for that, but it's uh Waco's only about an hour 45 from Dallas. Uh, Stillwater is approximately, let me get this pulled up here about four hours. So a little bit easier trip here for the Waco fans and the Waco team. Not too much of a difference, but maybe there's something there.
1: Yeah. So we both like the bears. Uh, We'll see. That one's going to be a fun game. I have no doubt about that. I don't know which way it'll go. I hope the bears pull it out, but either way it should be a fun one. Big 12 is kind of like the max big brother. They, uh, they just play crazy games year in and year out. Um, All right. The, I suppose, biggest game of the, the weekend in terms of uh, quality of opponents and just always the biggest game of the weekend feels like the SEC championship Saturday at four o'clock on CBS in Atlanta uh, in their beautiful stadium with the coolest stadium roof in the world, yep. period. Um, number one, I mean, I don't, I don't even feel like this really needs an introduction, but number one, Georgia taking on number two three, Alabama, uh, Georgia is a six and a half point favorite. When was the last time Alabama was a six and a half point underdog? I don't know. Maybe somebody else has run those numbers,
0: but this one's going to
1: be very interesting. Alabama, obviously with an offensively strong team, but obviously their defense is no slouch as well. Georgia with a generationally good defense. If you thought the LSU 2019 offense was a generational offense i think this georgia defense is just as good um relative to their you know the other defenses in the country over the last few years and it's not easy to score on them giving up less than a touchdown a game but it's alabama kevin uh a six and a half point favorite this is one of those get maybe get us 14 and
0: we win kind of games what do you think if you want to bring a family of four to this game, it's going to cost you at minimum two grand. The cheapest tickets in the house right now on the resale market are $391 before fees. It's, it's absolutely absurd. Um, I, man, I, I think if you take the script, a Alabama logo off of the Alabama players helmets for this game, don't you think it would be like a, uh, 10, 12 point spread? Like it's just Alabama comes into this one off of the last two games for both wins, seven point home win against Arkansas four overtime win against Auburn, where they were getting shut out for like three quarters. Like, I just, I don't see it with this Alabama team. And if you're betting on Alabama, you're basically blindly betting on Nick Saban in a big, big game which I can't blame you for like last year. This is like quick gambling story last year in the super bowl. I put a good chunk down on the Kansas city chiefs because I was like, well, the only reason people are betting on the box is because they have Tom Brady and well, turns out that was probably a pretty good reason to bet on the box. So maybe this will burn me, but I think Georgia just rolls in this one. I think it's, it's just this Georgia defense They've given up double digit points four times all season. And those though, I think the highest amount was like 14 points. It's absurd what this Georgia defense has been doing and don't sleep on the Georgia offense who can run the ball really well and has an ability to hit some explosive plays in the passing game. Their star wide receiver, George Pickens is back after tours ACL and spring ball. He's already back on the field. He was playing last week. I think that might play a factor here too. So I think Georgia rolls. I think Georgia wins this game by two touchdowns. So
1: I, I went back and forth a little bit on this one because the, the Bama bias was it's so firmly entrenched in the, the back of my brain, but Kirby's March to the sea. I really hope they play in the orange bowl so that my whole thing actually ends at the (laughs) sea and not Arlington, Texas or Lucas oil stadium. But um Kirby's March to the sea continues through the home state of Georgia in Atlanta.
0: What if they, um, is the Rose bowl isn't the playoff game this year? I guess that would have been good. Cause then the opposite sea, it would, it would have worked.
1: Perfect. Uh, but no, send them to the orange bowl. I think Georgia gets it done here. Alabama, like you said, two point win over Auburn that they should have lost if Auburn had any kind of resolve at the end of that game. Uh, seven point win over Arkansas. They played New Mexico State before that, but the week before that, a six point win against a bad LSU team. The week before that, Tennessee was in it until really the fourth quarter. They lost to Texas. A. And I mean, this is just not, you know, the Alabama team of five years ago. Don't get me wrong, great football team, but they're going up, like I said, against a generational defense. And Georgia's offense is not bad. I mean, obviously the defense has been getting the headlines here, but the, the offense certainly has the capability to put up points as well. Um, I just, I think Georgia is a significantly stronger team this year. And I think they cover a touchdown here. I'm, I'm hoping, uh, I mean, I'm not the biggest Georgia fan, but I'm really tired of Alabama. Just at, from a pure fan perspective, I'm hoping Georgia wins this by like, 35 points just I'm with you annihilate Alabama. I feel like most of the country is probably with me there. Just get Alabama completely out of the conversation for the college football playoff, wipe them off the map, send them with their tails tucked. I pity whoever would play Alabama (laughs) in the bowl game. It might be us in that situation. Well,
0: That, that plus like, I, you know, you might get opt outs in the bowl game and stuff week one, like just mental you know, snapshot of this. If Georgia does win this game, big week one next year. I don't know who Alabama plays, but take Alabama to cover whatever the spread is.
1: (laughs) Yeah. They're going to be upset. Uh, if Georgia wins, but we both got the, the bulldogs here to get it done in their home state and, uh, yeah, take the number one spot in the playoff. So would potentially open the door for Oklahoma state. If they win Notre Dame, potentially, uh, I think Notre Dame's really the the last team here that could sneak in unless you really see some chaos this weekend. Well, I
0: saw, I saw an Iowa fan put out the, uh, the method on Twitter for how Iowa gets into the playoffs. So, you know, the <laughs> fan bases, fan bases can convince themselves of anything. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, um, Speaking of two lost teams, we're going to take a step back here to the ACC. I love this matchup only because it doesn't include Clemson. I think it's pretty much the worst case scenario for the ACC, but it's just fun. (laughs) It's like a
0: 70 some point over under. It's going to be a fun one.
1: Yep. We've got Kenny Pickett leading the number 15 Pittsburgh. I almost said pirates. Um, Their mascot is eluding me right now. Thank you the fighting Pat and our as we like to call them uh, taking on the number 16. So 15 and 16, The number 16, wake forest demon Deacons certainly have come a long way since the pinstripe bowl a couple of years ago. Um, great season slowed down later in the year, 10 and two um, Pitt is a three point favorite coming into this one. This is at eight o'clock on ABC in Charlotte. Uh, Kevin, Kenny Pickett gets it done, or you like the Demon Deacons?
0: Kenny Pickett gets it done. I think there's there's three and a half factors here. Uh, the way that both of these teams closed out the season, Pittsburgh four and O down the stretch, Wake Forest two and two down the stretch. A couple bad losses there. Got blown out by Clemson. Uh, Pitt, I think, has the slightly better defense in a matchup with two high flying, high scoring offenses. Pitt's got a couple more playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. You know, it's, it's one of those games that I think comes down to like one or two stops, one or two forced, you know, sacks or whatever it might be. Uh, and Kenny Pickett, I think is just the better quarterback. So in, in a high scoring game, give me the team with the slightly better defense and what I think is the better quarterback. Uh, I got Pitt to cover three points and get Pat Narduzzi a conference championship.
1: Yeah. Everything you said, I like Pitt here as well. Um, The emotional side of me wants to see Pat Narduzzi uh, get his conference championship. Obviously a great year to do it with Clemson being shaky and uh, just a good story. I've been rooting for him since he left Michigan State. Uh, No reason not to over in the ACC And I think this is his chance. Like you said, Wake Forest, great offense, but the defense has been a sieve as of late. Uh, Pittsburgh's got a little bit more bow in their neck and I think they get it done, cover the three points. So finally I wish I could say we like to keep the Michigan state game for the end. Uh, As it worked out, the big 10 is just playing in the latest slot sharing it with the ACC eight o'clock on Fox in of course, Indianapolis, Lucas oil stadium, Y'all know what's happening in this one. Number two, Michigan at 11 and one, trying to staple their or punch their ticket to the college football playoff for the first time. Taking on number, let me scroll down here, 13, Iowa at 10 and two. Iowa's defense early in the year looked like it was going to be maybe the best defense in the conference. Uh, still strong defense. Their offense is pitiful. Spencer Petros is the worst quarterback in the top 25 i have no doubt about that um gonna be a tough one michigan's favored by 10 and a half points kevin a lot has been made of how michigan state fans should root in this game whether you can root for a rival to get us into a new year's six bowl or whether you just have to out of principle root against them and hope for the chaos and keep them out of the playoffs so jim harbaugh doesn't have that on his resume um emotionally what are you pulling for and with your pocketbook what are you pulling for
0: i'll I'll try to make it as clear as i can i got blasted in the group me for a take for this take and I'll, I'll try to you know make it a little bit more coherent maybe so a couple of facts fact number one is that i hate the university of michigan and i will never fully emotionally be able to root for them even in a situation where like you know, last game of the year, if Michigan beats Ohio state, that means that Michigan state outright wins the big 10 East. And in my head, I will be like, all right, I guess I got a root for Michigan. But as soon as the game kicks off, I see that effing helmet. And I, I can't get my body to, to cheer for that team. I can't do it. It's impossible for me to emotionally invest myself in Michigan, winning a football game. That's fact. Number one. Fact number two, Michigan winning this football game directly impacts Michigan State in a positive way. Fact number three, I will always root for my team to win over the rival team to lose. My team's success is more important to me than my rival's uh, displeasure. So here's what I'm going to do. I am picking Michigan. I even placed a wager on Michigan to win this game and to cover this game, because if Michigan wins this game, I will be very upset. I will know that Jim Harbaugh has won a college Big Ten championship and a college football playoff berth. But I will know securely and safely in the back of my head that I just won a little bit of money and that my team is going to go to a New Year's Six Bowl. So. Uh, if you're looking for X's and O's, the Iowa offense is, like, if if Iowa isn't able to run the ball early on, like, first and second down, this game's over. I, like, the Iowa passing game is not going to be able to get this done, especially with the Michigan pass rushers, who are amongst the best in the country. Um, if Iowa gets behind the sticks, turn the lights out. It's over. Iowa needs to run for six, seven yards a carry and get a turnover or two uh, to, to stay in this one. I just I don't see the path for Iowa to to reasonably win this game. I think Michigan and Iowa are pretty much the same team. It's just that Michigan is way better at doing everything that Iowa does. So with that said, I'm going full on emotional hedge here, and I'm taking Michigan to cover ten and a half. So
1: yeah, I just don't see a pathway for Iowa keeping this one remotely close um you look at the game last week and how Michigan won that game in the second half they scored on they had four drives plus a kneel down drive so essentially four drives in that half they scored four touchdowns they did not have a third down in the second half against Ohio state who certainly their offense is their strong point, but their defense is not bad. Certainly Michigan exploited some things, but Ohio state's defense is still a good defense and Michigan imposed their will. Michigan's peaking at the right time. Um, I don't see Iowa having much success on either side of the ball, to be honest if they can slow down the run and force Cade McNamara to beat them through the air, their secondary is certainly a strong point in that team. But I just don't think Michigan's going to need to throw the ball very much. I think they're going to be able to play conservative the entire game because I think Iowa's offense is going to be totally flat in this one. Ten and a half points seems almost like an easy cover. I'm hoping I'm jinxing everything right now. I know. Um, but I just I don't see Michigan struggling in this game at all. And Their team has their head on straight. They know they won the Big Ten East, but they know this is their chance to to wipe away all the monkeys on their back. Um, They have a huge chip on their shoulder. Uh, Everything's coming together. I texted you after the Ohio State game. You know, it scares me because Michigan, by and large, has been an elite football team this year. Michigan State obviously took Paul Bunyan home. uh, But aside from that blemish, I mean, it's not and I hate, I hate to compare them to the 2015 team, but you look at what we did in 2015 and we snuck by Ohio state. We snuck by Michigan. Uh, we had some super, like Michigan's been dominant in most of their games and they dominated Ohio state. Um, it's the a scary twi- team. The Twitter
0: handle is at Spartan 18. <laughs>
1: Let me have it folks. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, you can, you can try to take that take down, but I Michigan's looked great. I hate saying it. it's it's like vinegar in my mouth, but they've looked really good. Oh, Iowa has not looked very good. Um, they They needed a lot of help to get to this game. They have some serious flaws in their game that I think you can take advantage of and I think Michigan max, matches up well against. I think Michigan covers the 10 and a half. I'm trying to take it as a win-win, like you said. You could take it as a lose lose or a win win. I'm gonna go with the win-win Michigan loses. I could see my rival lose, Michigan wins. Michigan state gets a great bowl berth. Try to find the silver linings and kick your feet up this weekend folks. Um and it will all be over soon. So, uh, would we you both rather, like Michigan.
0: Like if we're going to so we're both picking Michigan to go to the playoff, would you rather in the playoff we'll have plenty of time to talk about this, but since the hypothetical is still on the table, would you rather have Michigan, go to the college football playoff and lose to Cincinnati and be the team that loses to the group of five team, or would you rather have Michigan go to the college football playoff and get boat raced by, you know, whatever it is, Georgia, if Alabama wins that game and, you know, they have to play against Georgia or whatever the case may be, get boat raced by a clearly good sec type team or lose to the group of five team.
1: It's a good question. Um, Obviously Michigan state went to the college football playoff and got boat raced by a better sec team. Uh, So we could certainly welcome them to that ship, but I think I'm going to take the group of five loss just because it'd be fun to see them try to do backflips to justify how Cincinnati was some generational college football team who probably would then go on and get boat raced by (laughs) Georgia. That Um, would be best case scenario. But that said, I don't want Michigan to be able to play Cincinnati because I'm not so sure. I've been, I've been trying to talk have... myself
0: into this <laughs> for, for a long time because that's what it looks like is going to happen, right? Is Michigan, if everything plays out how we expect, it'll probably be Michigan versus Cincinnati in the opening round. And I know that they're the better team and will be favored. So I've been talking myself. Early, I'm I'm getting in early on my mental state of being that, you know, give me Michigan to – Oh, that would be just crippling. That would be crippling to finally go to the playoff and you get a great matchup against a group of five team who most of the country doesn't think should even be there and you lose. Oh, that would be fantastic. Yeah,
1: no, I'm taking the insurance policy. Um, if If I have to pick one now, not knowing what the end result would be, I want Michigan playing Georgia or Alabama. Um, I think it's, it's it's a safer loss, but um, in any case, we both think Michigan will be there. We both think uh, Cincinnati will be there, although I did take Houston to cover. So just to recap here, since it is our last week, we have four, I guess, disagreements here. You like the Roadrunners of UTSA. I like the Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky. You like Oregon to cover. I like Utah to cover and win. Uh, you like Kent State to win. I like Northern Illinois, the fighting Rocky Lombardi's at least to cover, hopefully to win. Um, and you like Cincinnati. I like Houston to cover, uh, again, probably a Cincinnati win nonetheless, but a closer game. So there you have it. Those four matchups will determine, like I said, the, the greatest prize of all $50 in Michigan state merchandise of the other person's choosing. We'll try to be nice about it too. I think whoever wins, we'll try to get, you know yeah i'm not gonna load you up with
0: like uh bumper stickers or something (laughs) (laughs)
1: um so we'll see uh follow along give us your picks on twitter uh facebook group wherever you find us you can send us an email if you like put it in a uh apple podcast review hopefully five stars one star if you're keeping track of how many things i got wrong at the top of this episode but
0: um (laughs) nonetheless kevin anything else no, I think that'll do it, man. It's, it's, it's championship weekend, which unfortunately Michigan state is not a part of, but as a college football fan, it's one of the best weekends of the year, uh, objectively. So a lot of great games, I will be tuned into just about every single one of them. And, uh, I will be, I, I put a $5 parlay. I usually don't do the parlays because I know it's just a waste of time and money, but it's conference championship weekend. I'm having some fun. I put a $5 parlay on all of these picks that I just made, uh, on this 10, 10 legs here, $5 to win about three grand. So, um, after I do win all of these picks, I will not only be getting $50 in merchandise from you, but I will also be getting $3,000 from my unnamed sports books. So it's, it's going to be a good weekend. Look at you.
1: Look at you putting your money where your mouth is. Um, Well, unfortunately you're not going to win that and you're going to be $50 poorer. So we'll see everybody, um, after the, not after the season, but in bowl season, I guess the next time we (laughs) talk, it'll be bowl season. Yeah, Next time
0: we talk, uh, hope yeah. Selection Sunday. So next time we talk, we will know what bowl we are going to and who our opponent will be. And we'll start to, uh, set this thing up for you. So until then, everybody subscribe, follow all of that fun stuff. And, uh, We'll let you get out of here and enjoy your weekend. So hope everybody has a great weekend. Enjoy the football. Go green. Go white. Take care, folks.